Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. Danger. Well, guess what? <laughs> our, our next interview, we, me and Lydia interviewed uh, Assemblywoman Seawright uh, mm-hmm. uh, about Rebecca an hour Seawright. ago because she couldn't do it live at uh, 5 o'clock hour. And all these 5G towers, mm-hmm. uh, they're being forced into our city, and some of them are going to be as close as uh, 10 feet or 100 feet yeah. away from your bedroom window. Yep. And please pay attention to the interview. At one point, there's a, there's a study. We, we talk about, yeah, she brings a, a up a study. A bipartisan study in New Hampshire mm-hmm. by De- Democrats and Republicans, and they say that these towers should never, never be closer to you than 1,640 feet. Correct. Which is almost five city blocks. Let's listen to uh, Assemblywoman Rebecca Seawright talk about it. Joining us now is Assembly Member Rebecca Seawright, Chair of the Majority Steering Committee in the New York State Assembly. And like so many people on the Upper East Side, she is outraged by these 5G towers that are being put up all over the city and up there on the East Side. Welcome to Cats at Night. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to join you this afternoon. Happy holidays to you and John and all your listeners. I'm going to be, Rebecca, I'm going to be Assemblywoman C. Wright. See, I know you personally, but I'm going to call you Assemblywoman C. C. Wright on on radio. Uh, I'm going to be lighting the menorah. I think uh, it's next week, March, uh, uh, December 19th or 20th. I'll let you know. Oh, please do. Yes. I'd love to attend. So, Assemblywoman, tell us about these Upper East Side Towers. I mean, these are 32-foot 5G cell towers and they're just popping up, and it seems like there's been no input at all from the people who live there, people who work there. Tell us what's going on. Yes, well, well, thank you. We were shocked to see the rollout of up to 18 additional link NYC 5G towers. Last week at Community Board 8, we heard from City Bridge, the franchisee for the city, to deploy these monstrous 32-foot towers on the Upper East Side in Carnegie Hill and near Rockefeller University at New York Presbyterian Hospital in the East 60s. We also saw turnout of several hundred constituents who joined uh, the meeting at Community Board 8 to go over questions and express their outrage and concern. Our office sent a letter to Mayor Adams to ask for a moratorium on the Lynx 5G NYC installation on the Upper East Side. The New York City Office of Technology and Innovation oversees these initiatives. Our office has been contacted by several constituents who are outraged when they woke up one morning to find the 5G equipment on a light pole within arm's reach of their window. Outside their young baby's nursery, that was at Gracie Gardens at 90th Street and York Avenue. OTI with the city did not respond to our office's request for information concerning the health and safety of our constituents. And it's not too late. We're still waiting on their response. OTI is also responsible for the planning of the Link 5G NYC towers. The community board, Local 8, followed our lead and advice and is asking in their resolution for an immediate moratorium a resolution that was passed unanimously at the Community Board Transportation Committee uh, 
to disapprove of the proposed uh, presentation from City Bridge and ask for a moratorium on the planning and construction. I am calling today on the Mayor's Office of New York City to take this issue seriously. Place a moratorium on any further 5G expansion. We cannot let the interests of corporate giants take over our streets. We must be critical of the health and safety impacts of exposure to radio frequency radiation. I, and I, I understand, Ms. Assemblywoman Seawright, I understand they exempted certain streets because uh, maybe certain people live between uh, the se- in the 70s. So even though they're doing the 60s, the 70s were exempted. So does that mean uh, that uh, certain people have uh, knocked it out already in those areas? I understand that they have a site in the 70s and York Avenue where it's going on. I'm talking about the 70s and Madison Avenue. 70s and Madison Avenue. Um, I have not heard that. But what I do know is that the city has not shown any transparency. And what we need is an immediate hearing uh, calling on the city government to have 100% transparency and to explain to us how they chose the 18 sites on the Upper East Side. Currently, there's 1,184 Link NYC kiosks uh, across Manhattan uh, and up to 4,000 across the city. So we want complete transparency. How did they choose these sites? And uh, also to examine and explain uh, where the sites are going. Right now, they're supposed to be within 10 feet. The state of New Hampshire uh, instituted a commission that, that uh, in their final report, demanded that it has to be 1,640 feet from wow. the household. So 10 wow. feet versus 1,640. That's a well, big... Because of the concerns of You remember when me and you were growing up, um, and I'm much older than you, uh, if you the the old alpine antenna, if you lived underneath or near the uh, alpine antenna, it's not if you're going to get cancer; is when you're going to get cancer. Right, right. So you know, with this commission that was uh, a bipartisan legislation that created it in the state of New Hampshire, and it was recently signed by the governor, the 13 commission members had backgrounds that included physics, toxicology, electromagnetics, epidemiology, biostatistics, occupational health, and so on. And the commission And what's the minimum? What was the minimum in uh, there? New Hampshire. New Hampshire? This was New Hampshire's commission yeah. that... Uh, but what was the minimum with, feet that they said for you to place a tower? It was over 1,200 feet? It was 1,640 oh, feet. Wow. 1,640, that's about 40, four city blocks. Wow. And meanwhile, so let them, put in, put, let them put it in the middle of Central Park. And then meanwhile, you're talking about a tower, a 30-foot high 5G cell phone tower outside of a uh, baby's window. A hundred feet away baby's window. Horrible. Right. I, as a mother myself, right. I would be horrified. And these are part of 2,000-link 5G street towers that are going up all over the city, and everybody is saying it from Brooklyn to the Bronx that they just popped up out of nowhere. And why is the city putting up these towers? They said to expand the 5G network, but I imagine that the cell service up in Upper East Side is probably good as it is, no? It is, and uh, the city is um, cashing in, and not only do they want to expand the connectivity, they're uh, making huge sums of revenue in advertisement. 
Um, the franchisee actually uh, owes the city right now millions of dollars. Um, they uh, say there's a, a backlog. Who, who, who are the principals in, the, uh, in uh, that company? Um, right now, the franchisee is City Bridge. Uh, they are the ones that the city has has contacted contracted with. Um, well, uh, Lydia, then we should do a study and see who are the principals and how much they made in political donations. Mm. <laughs> follow the money trail. I follow the money. Uh, Assemblywoman Seawright, we're out of time for tonight, but we'd like to have you on again in the near future. I think she also wanted to talk about Oh, it. tell us about it. So um, you also, Assemblywoman Seawright, you also wanted to talk about the hate crimes bill. It was recently signed into law by the governor. Tell us about it. Uh, we have about a minute left. Yes, thank you. So I had two hate crime bills. One of them was just signed in November recently by Governor Hochul. I want to thank her for signing this piece of legislation. Uh, it mandates uh, counseling and training as part of the sentencing requirement in relation to a hate crime. We've seen hate crimes increase with 43.5% of the total incidents reported being against race, ethnicity, national origin. Those are the most common. Our office was the victim of a hate crime. And so we felt it was very important with the rise in hate crimes to sponsor this legislation. We again appreciate the governor signing it. We have a second bill we'll be introducing in a couple of weeks. Um, this bill changes the rebuttable presumption uh, that is committed with a hate crime. And we're looking forward to uh, pushing this second bill this, this upcoming legislative session. Well, thank you so much, Assemblywoman Rebecca Seawright, for all that you do on the Upper East Side and all throughout New York City. And keep us posted about these 5G towers, please. I sure will. Thank you again for your interest in having me on today. And, and again, happy holidays. Happy holiday. I hope you're there when I'm lighting the menorah. We'll see you soon. Terrific. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.